Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six-figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets, and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. All right. So the first question is that we're going to dive in. Um, and if you have any, feel free to drop them in the question box because I'll be here for about 45 minutes or so, 50 minutes or so. Um, this is, I can't see who this is from, but she asked, she said, I'm at the beginning stages, but I'm struggling to do it all myself. So I guess she means she's in the beginning stages of growing her business. She's struggling to do it all herself. And her question is, how to hire, um, do I have any VA info, etc. It makes me laugh when I get this question because I would say out of all of the things when it comes to building a business, I would say one of the biggest areas that is like somewhat of a struggle for me or has been historically, I'm getting better and better every day, has been delegating and hiring. I've gotten significantly better this year because I brought on Caitlin. She has been game changing. Um, I do use a VA, but I feel like I could, I mean, I could be, I could utilize her so much more. And yeah, it's just, it's been a process, but here's what I've learned so far when it comes to hiring, bringing on a VA and all of that good stuff. There, you will know when you are ready. What it will look like is you just, you are doing so many little, menial tasks in your business that you cannot spend enough time in your quote zone of genius to continue growing and bringing on more clients or creating more offers or spending time doing the things that you know are money or lead generating activities like social media or whatever that, that, that looks like for you. Maybe creating YouTube videos, writing or creating a blog or whatever. So that's what it looked like for me. For me, and it's, it's weird. It's kind of a dance in the beginning. I think some people are really talented at, at knowing when to delegate and just like handing things off. But what I've experienced for myself and for several of the women that I've worked with is it's kind of a dance because in the beginning, it's like you might have some money to invest or there might be a little bit of money to invest, but it's not a ton, right? Like you're growing. It's the beginning of your business. So it's a little nerve wracking to take any revenue out of your business and then give it to somebody else because you have bills to pay or you want to put it back into your business. But what you understand, what you need to understand is that is putting it back in your business. And that's what I have to remind myself all the time. When I am able to do this and create for you or take on more clients or, um, create better offers, I bring in more revenue. And how I do that is by handing off the little things that I should not be spending my time doing. So 
it is, it can feel like a leap of faith sometimes, but I'm telling you, like for me, I've had to kind of baby step into it and warm up to, to delegating specifically because apparently I'm a bit of a control freak and, uh, sorry, I'm getting text messages come in. Um, so yeah, I just think of it that way. It is an investment in your business. When you save time and you make space in your life, um, you're able to pour more into your business, which is always going to generate you more income in, in my experience. Um, as far as like a VA, um, what I have done in the past is I've always put a call to action on my social media or my Facebook group. And I have found a couple of VAs like that. And that's worked really well. But, um, I've recently be, been introduced to a business. Oh, I can't remember the name because somebody just told me literally yesterday and I can't pull it up because I'm on live with you right now. Um, but what I'll do is after this, I will post it in stories, the name, but there's this company that specifically outsources VAs and you meet with the owner of the company. You tell them your needs. They introduce you to like five or six different VAs. You can interview them and go from there and you get like a week for free. It sounds, I mean, it's like a genius VA, um, setup. So I will post that in my stories, but yeah, um, give yourself some grace and start small. I mean, even just like five, 10 hours a week, think how much more you could do. Or maybe that means you're spending time with your family or you're taking care of yourself. Like all of that is going to pour back into your business as well when you're making space for yourself. Okay. If you're just joining, I'm hanging out answering questions. So feel free to drop them in to the question box. Here's another one from stories. Um, how this question is how to talk about something and make people feel like they need a course. So it sounds like this person is a course creator. And it sounds like the, the question is like how to market it in a way to where people hear or see what you're talking about or hear, see, yeah, what you're talking about and how you're explaining the course to in a way where they're like, dude, take my money. Right. Um, for me, when I was able to finally get this through my head, this was game changing for my own course launches. And that is, you have to remember that people want to know what's in it for them. They don't care so much about like, let's say it's a four week course that you're offering, or maybe an evergreen course. They, I mean, they might want to see what you're teaching in the modules or what you're covering each week. But at the end of the day, they want to know the transformation they're going to get at the end of this course. And it needs to be a transformation in their language. So let me give you an example. I used to make this really big mistake where I used to come on here and I would talk about my mastermind or one-on-one coaching or influence the income formula, right? My program. And I would be like, yo, when you take this with me, it is going to grow your engagement like you've never seen. It's going to grow your audience. You're going to know how to create content. 
Woo! And to me, I'm like, that is what you need. You need all of those things to grow your business. Because I know on social media, for people to see your content, um, for people to even know you or learn about what you sell, they have to come across your stuff. They have to be engaged. They have to be first and foremost following you. So I know because I'm experienced and because this is my industry that you need those things. But a lot of people, unless you're, you're used to this space or you've been here for a while or you know how it works, you don't know that. You, and, and rightfully so, like you don't understand that what you need for more sales is more engagement and more of the right people following you and X, Y, Z, all the things that I teach. So it was almost like I was saying all these things and it was just falling on deaf ears and people were like, I don't want that. I don't want to, I don't want to learn how to make content. That sounds boring. That's the last thing I want to do. But when I switched it to, Hey, I'm going to help you make more sales in your business. I'm going to help you get more one-on-one clients. I'm going to help you have a massive launch. That is when I started getting through to you, to a lot of you. And you're like, Oh, okay. So give people what they want or sell people what they want, give them what they need. Sell people what they want, give them what they need. So I'm going to sell you more sales in your business, all the things that you want. I'm going to give you a program on how to boost your engagement, create really good content, grow your audience with the right followers, right? And I, of course, I'll explain how that works in the program, but I got, you got to sell them on the transformation and what they want first. And of course, like you have to deliver on it too, right? You can't just say like, I'm going to help you make money in your business. And you have no idea how to do that. Um, so you want to come obviously from a place of integrity, but yeah, like think of it that way. It's so easy to like be so close to your business and, and take for granted all the things that you know, that other people may not realize yet. Another question Where are ad dollars best spent with professional help, of course? So I have minor experience in running ads and I've always had help. So years ago, I used to run ads for clients and the the ad landscape just from, from a few years ago has completely changed. I mean, it is, it's very sophisticated and robust. So like as somebody who used to do this all the time for clients, I get on ads manager on Facebook and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, so unless, okay, first and foremost, my advice to you is if you're going to run any ads at all, you either hire professional help, which the person who dropped this question, they said they're going to hire somebody. So cool. But for anybody else listening, either hire somebody who actually knows what they're doing or they have plenty of trainings and courses that can teach you as well. If So if you have the bandwidth and you want, you genuinely want to learn how to do it, awesome. Or maybe somebody on your team can do it or something like that. Um, so first and foremost, get help from somebody that knows what they're doing or learn how to do it properly. Now, as far as, and I assume you're, you're asking like Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, where, what's the best place? My experience, I've only used Facebook and Instagram personally, and that it's the same thing. So typically what Facebook's going to do is they're going to push it to both platforms and then whichever 
gets the most traction is where you'll spend your money. So Facebook's pretty good about that. Um, I don't think I've ran ads on Google. We might've done a little bit last year, but not for long. So I honestly do not have, I can't say anything to that. Facebook has been decent for me, but I think honestly, it's my offer that needs to be optimized. But Facebook's been pretty good. But um, I will say this, they've made a lot of changes lately that are kind of a pain in the butt. Um, in terms of like, see, this isn't my area of expertise. I shouldn't even talk on this. I will just hire somebody who knows what they're talking about for sure. That's, that's all I'm going to say. All right. Kristen asked, um, a question about gaining momentum after a slow start to the month. So things can change like that. So it's really easy to get into a negative mindset and automatically assume, oh, we're, you know, the beginning of the month or we're midway through and I've only gotten so many sales, so I'm only going to get so many more. That's not true at all. People need repetition. People need to hear the same message over and over and over again. So maybe you are just at the cusp. You've just shared your message or talked about, I don't know what you sell, Kristen, but whatever you sell just enough. So all you need to do is plant another seed and, and water it just a couple more times. And then finally things are going to start popping off for you. Uh, it's happened for me several times. It's happened to many people. I mean, it just happens. So don't, my message to you is don't allow yourself to get overly negative to the point that you're not showing up and doing the things that you need to do. Or to the point that it's messing with your energy. Because if you start showing up from the energy of kind of desperation, or I really need this to work, or frustration, people can kind of pick up on that in a weird way. So that's the last thing you want to do. So my advice to you, take a deep breath, reassess, where can you show up more? Can you talk about your offer in a different way that maybe you haven't yet? Um, definitely take an objective look at how you've been showing up over the month so far. How can we tweak it and just come from that place of excitement? Remember that you are talking to your ideal client and your ideal client genuinely needs what it is that you offer. So remind yourself of that anytime before you go into stories or anything and go rock it. Okay, so this question says, I often video myself doing workouts. How can I best use these videos to not highlight myself but add value to my ideal client? I think the best way to do that would be to explain what you're doing and why. Because I could look at, I'm not in the fitness industry. I know very little about it. And I know anytime I'm doing a Zoom class or something like that, I want to know why I'm doing the movement that I'm doing and how good it's going to make my butt look. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's just me. Like if I'm going to do a strenuous workout, is this going to make my ass fat? <laughs> That's just me. Um, so yeah, that I think like if I were your ideal client, that's what I would want. Like, how is this, how is this going to make my legs look, my arms look? How is this working? So I think maybe 
recording yourself doing part of a workout and then slowing down and explaining why somebody is doing something. Um, also, and I don't know how you're delivering these, but I think going the extra mile and maybe like outlining the full workout for your people so they can see it and screenshot it. I think that that's really helpful too. Um, yeah, little things like that. But to me, the communication would go a long way. Okay. Next question. So this is from Gianna, I believe. Is that Gianna? Yeah, Gianna. She said she's a retail shop and she said we're doing super well. Awesome. But any new types of captions that would be beneficial, like informational captions, try-ons, reviews. So if you are a real retail shop, if you said try-on, so that makes me think that maybe you're a boutique or you mostly sell clothes. So to me, that's what you should be doing what's ultimately going to sell the most amount of clothes is people seeing it on somebody else. So whether you get with or send your stuff to some influencers and collaborate with them and they create the content for you, or you just make sure you're showing fun reels or videos of the clothes in action, to me, and what I've heard is that will ultimately sell you the most amount of clothes is showcasing the the, um, clothing. Other than that, I think the occasional review would be okay. I think that that's to mix that in would be cool. Um, I'm not sure what type of information you would sell. Cause again, like, I don't know much about your retail shop, but I would for sure, especially since you guys are doing well, if you're doing well, keep doing what you're doing. Um, Okay. So you said, yeah, we have affiliates doing killer jobs. Amazing. So yeah, if you're doing well, keep like, keep doing what you're doing. Turn up the volume on what's working right now. And yeah, it sounds like your affiliates are doing a great job. So more boots on the ground, showcasing your, um, your stuff. I feel like that would work the best. Okay. Tyson asked how awesome, how often or no, how do you analyze or debrief a launch once you're finished? I just did this and what I did was I work with Caitlin. She helped me specifically with this launch and we met, it was the week that we finished launch. We met and we just kind of went through numbers and talked about what we feel like went really well and what didn't. Um, we didn't spend a ton of time on it. We, I would say we talked probably about an hour or so and just went through like, I really like that we did this. This was really stressful. Definitely need to do this ahead of time. There were a lot of things that like in my last launch specifically, there were just, we did so many new things that where we went wrong. I know you didn't ask this. I'm just offering this where we went wrong is we didn't plan far enough ahead. So the week of launch, week and a half of launch, it was just, it felt like a lot. So, and you really, as anybody knows who launches anything, your energy has to be right during launch week. So moving forward, I'm going to have 
all my ducks in a row and everything's going to be done. And then I'm launching. Like I'm tired of this trying to do everything during launch situation. I've done too many of them and that's just not the vibe. So yeah, we spent about an hour or so. Nothing crazy. Corny asked, should I use hashtags on every post? Even the post is not about my business. You can, it doesn't hurt. It's just extra audiences that you're exposing your content to. I say, why not? I, I personally don't, if it's not business related, um, like if it's a family post specifically, I'm not throwing hashtags on it because I don't want my family going out to 30 different audiences, you know, that's just for y'all. But, um, if it's business related or maybe something fun, like if it's a fun, lighthearted reel meant to just make people laugh, then I'll of course throw hashtags on that. But uh, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, it's just whatever you want to do. Nope. One more. And then I'll get to the comments here too. I have 2000 plus followers on my personal account. And I used to have really good engagement when I'd post about makeup. I stopped posting. I stopped posting, but I'm ready to go full force. Do I really need to make a new account and start from scratch? No. No, 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 no. No, you do not need to make a new account just because you stopped posting, but I would not like start and stop again because it's hard. Like it's with anything, it's, it's so much easier to maintain momentum than start momentum. So there's going to be a little bit of starting again. Um, but other than that, you'll be fine. I would not make a new account. Absolutely not. But do your best to, to maintain consistency. And when I say that, I don't mean that you have to post every single day at all. Um, you just want to show up consistently over time. So like what that looks like for me is I do my very best to show up in stories at least once a day. Um, with the exception of weekends, I take weekends off all the time and, um, and I post, if I'm launching, I post every day. Other than that, I post anywhere from one to three times a week, but like, you'll always see me. I mean, I'm very rarely do I take more than like two days off, off social media. Okay. I'm going to scroll up and find some more questions. For younger markets, we really like eco-friendly info and stories about the brand. Oh, cool. There you go. There is some input from a younger market. And that's actually a really good point. Like, um, and this goes back to the retail store question. I 100% agree. Because, yeah, you want to showcase what you offer in the store, right? But also... Any kind of behind the scenes information, especially in your stories, I feel like would be banging for engagement as well. I always say, like, think of your feed as your storefront, which will be really easy for a for a retail store. But think of your your feed as your storefront. So you want that to be beautiful and curated and representative of what you have to offer your ideal client. But then stories, that is back of the house, right? That's real life, how, how you make this stuff happen. And it's not always pretty. It's not always fun. It's just real. Sometimes it's fabulous. Sometimes 
it's hustle mode. So I think like using your stories to share behind the scenes on how you're growing your business and where you source your your clothing and anything else that you carry, your inventory, um, anywhere you source, I think that would be really interesting, especially if it is eco-friendly. Um, cause I agree. I think a lot of people are a lot more conscious about where they shop and the things they buy. So I think if, if that's part of your brand, you definitely should share that too. Good point. Okay. How do you know when you're ready to launch? Or how do you know you're ready to launch? I need to know more about your business. Can you tell me what your business is? And then we'll come back to that. Maryland Wedding Officiant asked, what's the best content as a wedding officiant that I should be posting to have more of a presence on social media? I feel like... um, Maybe wedding stories and images from any weddings that you've done. What makes you, like, what's your differentiator? How do you stand out as an officiant versus others? I think creating around that and just you as a person. But yeah, sharing, maybe sharing glimpses into the weddings that you've done and the couples and how you made their day super special. I think that would be really good content for you. What's your thoughts on business Instagram account versus regular account when just starting out? Um, I recommend business or honestly, I recommend a creator account because you can see your insights. You can see your insights on business too. Why do I prefer? Oh, I prefer creator over business because you get access to better music. You don't have to deal with all the copyright baloney. But yeah, I definitely recommend a business or a creator account for access to those insights because you want to be loosely tracking those. Okay, next question. I'm wanting to get into the social media world because of its potential. Yeah, but I don't know where to start or go. Any tips? So what I recommend you do is what what are you selling? What are you doing? What is your goal in social media? And then, so that's step number one. Step number two, who are you for? Who are you as a business owner or human? Like who could most relate to you? Who, and out of those people who needs what you sell. So that is your ideal client get clear on that person and then start showing up and sharing value based on what it is that you have to offer. So if you, if you want to share what your business is, you can, and I can give you maybe a little bit more specific ideas, but start now. Just show up, share value. How do you ask for respect from your leader? She's in Monet. Um, that's a tough one. (laughs) I think you just don't, you don't accept anything less than what you're willing to accept period. And I don't know what they're doing, but 
you're saying like, how do I ask for respect? You don't ask, you demand it. You set boundaries. So maybe they're, they're reaching out to you at all hours of the day or night. You don't respond. You respond when you're ready, when you feel like it. Maybe they're asking you to send a bunch of cold reach outs and you don't feel comfortable. Say thank you for your guidance, but no thank you. I'm going to do it another way. But then, you know, go, go find another way that actually works for you. Because you do, you're a leader, and I don't know what she's doing specifically, but I would assume or hope she's coming from a good place and she's just trying to help you. So I think, like, you understand that and thank her and be gracious and say, hey, you know what, this doesn't feel aligned with how I want to run my business, but I'm going to go find a way that does and, and figure it out. Thank you for your, for your guidance. But yeah, set those boundaries and stick to them. Okay, so back to the question, wanting to get into social media world because of its potential, but I don't know where to start or go. Any tips? And um, her business is, I don't have a personal business, but I'd like to brand myself. Okay, so if you're wanting to do kind of like a lifestyle influencer type thing, which kind of sounds like the direction you're going to, like branding yourself. So you're wanting to do some sort of, I guess, yeah, lifestyle blogging type situation where maybe you share links and you get link clicks or whatever. So what you need, if you're wanting to monetize that, which I assume you are, then you need the right followers following you, not necessarily a ton of them, but just like the right people steadily following you and engaged with your content. When you have so many people following you and actually paying attention to the things that you're posting, they are more likely to shop with you or click on your links versus somebody else. So that's where you want to start. So if you're wanting to grow a personal brand, then again, I would say, okay, since you're not quote, like selling anything specific. Well, actually you kind of will, cause you do want to brand yourself. What, what are the things you're going to talk about? So what I teach is like, come up with your brand facets, which are four to five things that you cannot help but talk about on social media that you want to be known for on social media. So you are the center of your brand and then you have your business or the type of things that you want to get like commission clicks on. So maybe like you want to share Amazon finds or you're going to be sharing a lot of fitness stuff. What, what do you want to be known for? Get clear on that. And then I would start sharing value around that right now because it takes time to grow an audience. It takes time to grow engagement to the point that those commissions and affiliate links start adding up to something significant. So you can totally start now. Um, what do you want people to think of whenever they think of you and then start sharing value around that subject. So if you want people to think of fitness or wellness, when they think of you, then you need to start showing up and sharing value in those areas. What are your workouts? What are the supplements you're taking? Why? Um, Maybe you meditate, maybe you do whatever. Um, get clear on that. Start sharing 
you'll be branding yourself over time. And then once you get to the point that maybe you have a blog or a like to know it page, or maybe you've grown an email list and you just link products and, and things in emails, um, then you're going to start seeing revenue coming in from that. The sooner you start branding yourself and building that engaged audience. Okay. Sam asks, how do you feel about not being fully committed during a busy and stressful period in your life? I started a new business and also wedding in less than a month and I feel super stressed. I do still show up, but I don't feel like I'm fully committed right now. Well, here's the thing. It's not going to be like that forever, right? You, you're getting married in a month. Anybody who's planning a wedding and that close to the wedding, I think like most people would agree that that's stressful and that's going to take precedent over your life. Now, I don't know what, what your bank account looks like, or, you know, if it's a situation where like you need money coming in, if that's the case, then you have to prioritize and take the time to show up and just compartmentalize each of these things, right? Have your time to work, be super focused, turn it off. Then it's wedding planning mode, right? Just like separate the two. If you're in a position where you can slow down and you just, you know, like, Hey, I I'm going to enjoy this moment in my life. I don't need, I don't, you know, we're not hard pressed for this income right now. So I'm going to enjoy this process, get the experience. And I know that in a month when the wedding's done, it's back to business and I can go all in and give it all of my attention. So I think like you decide where you fall on that spectrum and go from there. Okay. Tips for automated lead gen or lead gen in general. I've been getting a ton of clients organically, but I wanted to maximize. So my only experience with lead gen has been ads and we tried something new recently. And honestly, I don't even know the numbers to share with you. So this isn't going to be super exciting or it might not even be that helpful for you. But recently what we've been trying with my ads is I have, um, this, this big freebie called the vault and it's like all of my freebies all in one. And, um, we were running ads to that strictly for, for lead gen, um, to get people on my email list because we were warming up for my launch. Now we got the idea to do that literally one or two weeks before launch. So it just wasn't enough time, but I know we did get quite a few leads come in from that freebie. So that might be something to think about running ads to like a really small offer or something free where you can gauge that these people are ideal clients or, you know, close to it, get them on your email list and go from there or your Instagram. Do you have any tips for creating a better bio? Yes, I do. Top line, you want your mission. So what are you, not what are you? When your ideal client comes to your page, what transformation or what can they get from your social media? Okay, don't make it about you. What are you here to do for your ideal client? That goes top of the line. So if you go look at mine, mine says something along the lines of, I help women create six-figure social media strategies. That is what you can expect. That's like what I share. Um, 
second and third line, honestly, whatever you want, something personal, something cute, quirky, whatever you want to do. Last line is some sort of call to action. Do you have a freebie that they can get? Do you want them to DM you? Do you have a new blog that's live, a YouTube video? Do you want to point to a shop page? Give some sort of specific call to action. Tell people what you want them to do. Do not do over four lines because on a phone, on a phone, when people come to your to your bio, if it's over four lines, then they have to tap on read more to see the rest of it and they're not going to do it. So they're going to miss your call to action or whatever the last lines are. So keep it four and under. Top line is your mission. Um, and yeah, and then for your handle, your Instagram handle, yours is the Sarah Foss. So that's perfect because it's your full name. So the line above your bio, the one in bold, that is your Instagram name. That is also searchable on Instagram. So you really want to maximize that space. So you don't need to put your full name there because you already have that in your handle and your handle is searchable too. So that's redundant if you have your name on both. Um, the only time I would ever say to put your full name on that second line is if your handle does not include your full name because if people only know you by your full name, you want them to be able to search you, all right? So that second line, think of like, what would your ideal client search if they were looking for a page like yours, what would they search? So you could do like some sort of search term or if you have like some sort of title that you want to put on there, hustling mama or, um, yeah, anything like that. That is an optimized bio. Oh, I forgot to answer this one. How do I know when I'm ready for the mastermind? When you have something that you sell or you know that you're going to be launching something soon and you're ready to blow it up on social media and be coached and take action. When you meet that criteria, you're ready for the mastermind. Thoughts on how important it is to grow your Instagram followers. I've been showing up daily and I have seen an increase, but nothing mind-blowing yet. Slowly but surely. That's good. If you've noticed an increase but nothing mind-blowing, that is what you want. I've made this mistake more times than, I, than I'm proud to admit because I've done, I, I've hired a growth service. I've done massive giveaways that have resulted in hundreds or thousands of followers. And the problem with that is when your audience grows really fast, you have an engagement level that Instagram's used to, right? So let's say your engagement level's right here and you have this many followers. So like it's a good ratio. We'll say it's like that. Good ratio. A lot of your audience is engaged. And then you do something and you grow really fast. So then your followers are up here, but because they don't know you and they haven't really engaged on your content yet and your content isn't coming up for them, it, like while they're scrolling, just because they haven't seen enough of you, they're not, again, engaged enough, then you have this big discrepancy of followers to engagement ratio. Too much of a discrepancy. How this translates to Instagram is your content sucks now. 
<laughs> Instagram sees that discrepancy as, oh, they must not be posting that much value anymore. So therefore they show it to less people. They show your content to less people. So what you want is you want to grow slowly over time with the right people because it's the right people that are going to be engaging with your content and it's the right people that are going to buy from you. If it's not the right people, that's just a vanity metric and it's going to do nothing for your business, which life's too short for that. So it sounds like you're on the right track, but Sarah, I do want you to be mindful and be doing something intentional to be growing slowly over time. So maybe you do maybe like a smaller scale giveaway each month, or you do like a story takeover with, um, with an account that has a similar audience that you're wanting to attract or something like you are intentional. You're doing something every few weeks to bring in some cold leads to your audience. That is ideal. What's the quickest way to reach more people? I've been using your tips for hashtagging and posting frequency. I think you meant posting frequently, but my growth has felt slow. Not sure what I'm missing. So yeah, this kind of it goes hand in hand with what I was just talking about. It's not that you want to, I know, I know, I know how you feel. <laughs> Trust me. I know like, of course you want to grow and you want to grow fast. We all want, we're all so used to that instant gratification. Just get us there fast. But I promise you when it comes to social media, slower is better in terms of growth. So if you, if you're using hashtags, that's great. Okay. If you know what you're doing with your hashtags, definitely utilize your hashtags. Like I just mentioned, um, a second ago, do something once a month, maybe twice in a month to, to bring in some cold leads, whether that be some sort of collaboration or, um, giveaway, which is a collaboration. Yeah. It's going to be some sort of collaboration or, I mean, you could go do some targeting on your own and, and go that route too. So something to bring in some cold leads, but after that, just trust that you're, you're going to be growing over time. If you keep showing up, sharing value. And the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with, cause I got to go in a second. Please do not take for granted the people who have already bought into you. Even if you have only 50 followers, which I would assume most people here likely have over 50 followers, even if it's only 50, imagine if half of them were super engaged with your stuff, which, which is very possible with 50 followers, half of them are super engaged. And then half of those people bought from you at some point that would be pretty significant for your business. And obviously you're going to grow a lot more than that. Okay. So my whole point in sharing that is I know the 10 K followers, it's sexy. We all want it. We all want to swipe up. I I've been there. I am guilty as charged for sure. Um, and it's good to want to grow. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but you have a good size audience. I don't care how many people you have. It is a good size audience of people who have already bought into you, who already could come across that piece of content that makes them want to buy or makes them want to sign up with you. So I just shared that just to, 
to remind yourself of that because it's really easy to be so focused on what's out here and wanting to grow so fast that you take for granted the people that are already here and then your sales decline and then they they get bored with you and they start following or paying attention to other people. Um, you'll, you'll make money faster focusing and creating value for your current audience than trying to find new ones and warm up those cold leads. All right, guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I will do something with this video. We'll do like a, we'll make it into an IGTV or something like that. But yeah, thanks for hanging out with me and I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better, dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Reeves. And or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.